We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Action fanatics, welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain and Chad Cruz with you as always. And Chad, it is spooky season, so we have a very special movie in mind. And we have a very special guest. He's back with us, Ryan Campbell. Thank you guys for having me back. And a little bone to pick. What's up with these streaming services and just not having a good selection of spooky season movies? It, it doesn't I've had a really hard time finding, like, I went on Netflix and... They don't even have a category for it. You'll go through like action, they do. You have to comedy, go. To, you yes. have to go to the side and go to categories. There is a section. I did find it, but it's all crap. Yeah, I mean, it's just new. Well, it's new, new crap. Not crap that not the classics like we're going to be talking about today. Let, let me ask you a question, Ryan. Have you checked Tubi yet? Well, that's where I've found most okay. of them have been like the free ones, like Tubi or that uh, Zumo or uh, Pluto. Like, crackle. like those have had a lot yeah those have had a lot more stuff than any of the ones i'm yeah. paying for yeah pluto almost always has all the or a good chunk of the classic friday the 13th so maybe that's the thing they're just all so old and stuff and they've been around they're just you know kind of out there in the in the uh free free verse where it's not worth these companies purchasing them or marketing them or something i don't know i, I don't a- know I have a uh, a pretty fantastic collection of DVDs uh, that I never touch, but they're uh, I, I for a long time there years ago, probably twenty years ago, I was really into collecting zombie movies on DVD, and I have a bunch uh, that I bought over the course of probably three years, and I probably only watched about half of them. So one of these days, by God, uh, every time I all. complain, I get a I get a text about how physical media forever from from Chris the Brain. So, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if there's a movie you absolutely know you want to watch, or may possibly want to watch at any given time, it's best to have it on hand. Agreed. The best is you want to watch a movie. Obviously, you look on Amazon or whatever, and because it'll show you you know all your other apps. It's not available on any of them. And then almost two weeks after that, after you've either, uh, you know, gone a more uh, scandalous route to watch that movie. Um, sure enough, it'll be somewhere. It'll be on like Paramount. Yeah. Plus or Max- like Maximum Overdrive should be on something in December when you're looking for Jingle All the Way. I know that Trucks was streaming somewhere. Right. The, uh, you know, the USA Network's version of the same story. Yeah. But uh I, I, speaking of physical media, I want to give, give a quick shout out to our buddy, Christy Petrillo, the toy man. Uh, I had a little Dollar Tree visit the other day and I picked up four different flicks. Oh, let's hear them. I got a, um, a movie called Dead Mine, which is a Joe Taslam starring oh, Indonesian nice. flick with zombies in a mine. Looks Chad Cruz written all over it. <laughs> looks on. like an interesting one. I got a DVD copy of One Man's Hero, Tom Berenger. I got a uh, copy of The Osiris Child, which is a sci-fi flick that I watched and reviewed a few years ago that I really liked. 
and with, with some uh, special features on it. And then I got uh, a film that I'm sort of ashamed to say I bought, but I felt like I, I had to get it because it was so cheap that I got a Blu-ray copy of uh, A Star is Born. <clears throat> Which one? The, the new one. Gotcha. But I got to say, I'm a I'm actually a a fan, you know, of Lady Gaga's music. She's a talented woman. All right, paparazzi. Sorry. Do what, do what you got to do. And I'm glad you let's, brought let's up. Let's all put on our poker faces. <laughs> so, I'm wearing uh, an entire suit of meat right now, actually. Yeah. Hey, well, you got enough of it at your house. So I've you got to do something with it. Hundreds of pounds of meat in my freezer currently. So there you go. Yeah, Chad, before we started talking about the brisket he made and the homemade mac and cheese, and yep. now I'm starving. And it's uh, 9.30 at night, and I, I'm not going to get brisket anytime soon. So well, there you my, go. Sadly, I'll probably, have to, I'll probably have to go take a shit in 20 minutes. So well, you know, There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, if we lose Chad in 20 minutes, you now know yeah. what, where he's at, and it'll just be me and Ryan talking. Yeah. And hopefully Chad will turn off his microphone or it won't be close enough to the bathroom. Uh, you mentioned Christy Petrillo, and boy, howdy, did he finally get a win in our Bulletproof Gladiators competition. He finally got his first win. What a joke. Ryan Campbell, you finally were delivered a loss. Yeah, courtesy of the Brainiacs. It was a, it was a hard fought battle. I was checking in with you throughout the week. I had uh, the nice thing though, as I look at, at the points, there was nobody that I left on the bench that would have really made a difference. Right. So that's the worst is when you when put somebody on the bench. Yeah, and they that, had an amazing week. Yeah. Mr. The toy man did a few of those where even yeah. though I, it wouldn't have probably helped him win it, but it was like, how the hell are you putting Dudikoff on the bench, sir? And leaving down the dragon in. Right. I, so I think I'm, I've, I've played the, the, the position, right. Cause I, when we were before the draft night, I was thinking to myself, I should take Matt Smith just so I can get that <laughs> house of the dragon bump. But oh. part of me was like, that feels a little bit against the, the spirit of the contest. It's so kind of cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it and I'm regretting been, it. Cause that's been a juggernaut. <laughs> it has. And again, as I mentioned on our last podcast, if any of you are listening to this, because you wandered in from House of the Dragon fandom. Welcome to the Bulletproof Action Universe. Because we're, we're happy to have you. Because most of you, or most of the people, I think, come in, they read that, and they're out. But yeah. uh, you know what? Our numbers are looking great across the board. So happy to have I'll, them. I'll and you know what? I just finished reading, uh, just a little bit ago, the, the newest um, article from House of the Dragon. The, most late, the latest episode, I guess. Yeah. So... Yeah, that I, I follow it as well because I watched the series. I watched. It was the a doozy, and Chris LeBrain cut up this week the penultimate episode. I know you love it. I, I know you love no it. No one does a penultimate episode like Game of Thrones, and nobody loves Star, penultimate yeah. episodes more than Ryan Campbell. They so this is going best. to be a freaking love fest uh, this coming Monday when uh, that one drops on bulletproofaction.com. Uh, as we as this show drops. Accident Man, Hitman's Holiday will be available, the latest from Scott Adkins. So definitely encourage everybody, if you're a Scott Adkins fan, to check that one out. Probably my favorite Scott Adkins movie ever. Wow. A little bit, a little more humor than you would normally get. It's a little more personality out of him. And just, you know, it's... He's got range. It's just, you know, great over-the-top villains he's fighting. He's got a freaking killer clown, for heaven's sake, with a 
sledgehammer made out of a cinder block. So is, I mean, it's 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 an excellent film. Is this the type of sequel where you I need to watch the first no. one because I, I have not actually seen Axeman. No. And that one I liked. Okay. It was one of the I thought one of his better ones. Uh, okay. But this takes it to another level. No, I, you really don't need to because they kind of they kind of recap what happens okay. anyway. Um, that that tells you, uh, you know, honestly, I haven't read the article yet because I'm waiting to watch the film. Just like I haven't been following al- along with Ryan's uh, Andor, yeah, um, post you and, because you and I want to watch it. You and most of the other world. There is oh, a there's a uh, conversation in the most of the like, you know, community of reactors and stuff yeah. that I don't know what it is about Andor, but like all the YouTube people, the article writers, the TikTokers, like. I don't know. Something in the algorithm does not like Andor because everybody's content is down. There's, uh, there's. I mean, uh, yeah. streaming wise, it seems to be doing good, but yeah, it is not. Yeah, as good as Ryan's House of the Dragon coverage is doing is as bad as his Andor coverage <laughs> it, is doing. It really seems like uh, the show that no one asked for, but it it seems like people have really oh, enjoyed it's, it. It's very good. The, yeah, it the, looks the like it's really this good. week was, uh, and it kind of takes a House of Dragon approach or like a Game of Thrones or HBO drama where it's yeah, you know, some very heavy on like character work and dialogue building up to one, you know, an episode that then all of a sudden is just balls out for the entire time, but it's really impactful because, you know, they've invested in all the characters. The one today was amazing. Are we talking uh, 30 minute episodes or. Um, I mean, in the Disney thing, they sometimes they're like 40, I think today's okay. was like 50 minutes. So they're okay. usually around anywhere between 40 to 50 minutes. Okay. That's good. Cause you know, it's tough when a, when a series does like 27 minutes and uh or, or 32 minutes and and yeah. six minutes is credits and whatnot and then the rest yeah, of they're it a little longer than like low. the Mando episodes and like the okay. uh, book of boba fett episodes but they're not quite like a full hour i was kind of hoping book of boba fett would be shorter because i ugh. moving on you, you didn't like that book all right well know. so yeah we're gonna have house of the dragon coverage or we're gonna have Andor coverage continuing uh, Halloween Kills comes out as well today as this drops. So check that out. Or actually, Halloween ends. My apologies. Lord Halloween ends. Christy Petrillo, the toy man, will be covering that. That'll be up on Saturday. I've they got all dies tonight. <laughs> I've got Black Adam coming up next week. I'm going to be checking that out next Wednesday. Uh, so check. I will for make that. sure I have Dwayne uh, uh, the Rock Johnson in my lineup next you, week. Yeah, you probably should. It would make sense. Um, so yeah, we got that coming up as well. Um, and again, if you want to help whoever, whoever you are supporting in the Bulletproof Gladiators, all 12 of you who love this other than us, be sure to, to click those, the proper links, the proper post, right, Chad? I know you want people to check out Accident Man. I do indeed, because I've got Scott Atkins on my team. And you know what? If you're going to click on Accident Man, you might as well click on uh, the, the, the other most recent Scott Atkins film from Section our- eight. Section eight from our good friend, Chad law. Uh, we've got some Dolph Lundgren action. We've got Mickey Rourke, Scott Atkins, just a, just a laundry list of fantastic action. In fact, you may have just finished listening to that Chad law episode. And now you're onto this one. Fine. There you go. You, you should be listening to all for these. longer than like five minutes. You'll probably hit two Scott Atkins movies. So <laughs> yeah. and Dolph. Yeah. And yeah. And Jean-Claude Van Damme and Chuck Norris and Charles Bronson, but probably not. Anybody on Toy Man's? Well, no, he's got Stallone. Bronson's got Stallone. been a powerhouse. I and mean, he's, he's good. He's been uh, solid for you. He's done a great job for me. I'm very impressed with him. You can't count him out ever. No, he's 
from beyond the grave, he could still do some damage. He's earning that council uh, of elders seat. For he, sure. he definitely is. He definitely is. So again, all this and more on bulletproofaction.com. And we will be back to talk Maximum Overdrive right after this. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The Bulletproof Podcast is back. Chris the Brain, Chad Cruz, Ryan Campbell... And it is spooky season, so we wanted to do something with a little uh, bit of, as we like to call it, Chad, scary good action in it. Indeed. And we have got, I mean, who better in scary season than a Stephen King movie? And this is the one and only movie of Stephen King's that Stephen King himself directed. Yeah. And uh, he may have had a little enhancement while he was doing it. (laughs) Uh, Actually, he had quite a bit of it. He has gone on record many, many times saying he was coked out of his mind while making this movie. And maybe it shows. We'll, we'll find out. But it was released on July 25th, 1986. And this is one I remember very vividly. Uh, you know, I was old enough that I was watching these movies, but not old enough that I could go see them in the theater. But this was definitely one of those like a, a chopping mall and a fright night. That yeah, I'm like, when these hit the video store. I am freaking getting these movies because I love the the, the whole premise of it. Um, nothing like this had ever been done before, Chad. Uh, you know, you're telling me something that I've heard from other people. I mean, I was only two years old when it came out. Uh, I know you were probably like 20 something, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, said I couldn't go see R rated movies. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely. What did you think it was? Did they just lower that age at some point? Definitely in the same vein as Chopping Mall and stuff that you were talking right. about. It, it's yeah. just got some really graphic, uh, you know, violent death scenes in it. And, you know, the one thing that I always remember about this movie, and, and I did a rewatch recently before this podcast, of course. That's uh, how like, like any professional would do. Yes, uh, Ryan Campbell. And uh I, I had forgotten about the uh the the music that, that hits every time oh, yeah. the trucks are about to kill someone or, or some machine is about to kill and, someone know, that it's like, and it's like a twenty minute it's a, or it's like a twenty second loop too. Yeah, it's not it's, even like a song. It's and like you a, know what? Right, it's replayed over and over again. That could be why nobody wants to stream it. You probably have to pay ACDC oh, if, if yeah. you stream it. So that yeah. could be why you know you don't see this everywhere, right? Um, and it's a it's a funny situation because you mentioned Stephen King. He was coked out of his mind when he directed this. He you know admits to that, and people ask him, you know, you know, why haven't you made another film since then? And he and he usually says, "Have you seen Maximum Overdrive?" <laughs> <laughs> Which to me, oh man, I've always had this uh, a deep love of this film, yeah. just deep down in my heart, my soul. So. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. A- one of my I, one of my those movies that I really enjoyed, but I, growing up it was always in fragments because I just remember being a kid and it being on TV sometimes and catching bits and pieces. Of course, being that age, kids, and, and in the summer playing baseball, the uh, soda machine, you know, obliterating the baseball yeah. team, always stuck out to me. Like that, like before I even knew what the name of the movie was, before I knew anything about it, or or even Stephen King, like that scene was embedded in my mind as 
from whatever movie that was. And I remember watching it as a kid and, you know, they would come on and I'd be like, Oh, watching the entire thing and seeing being afraid of hair dryers and things for yeah, weeks after that, before I even knew what the movie was called. So once I became older and was able to actually sit down and watch the entire thing front to back, it's a, it's a definitely a memorable moment. Ryan Campbell was purposely tanking his baseball game. So the coach wouldn't have to buy the team sodas afterwards. Cause that's he right. Knew. I was, I was Eat very money. much uh, I was a juice box kid for that oh, very reason. Don't, don't be bringing money for that, that pop machine. Cause it'd mm. kill us. Right. It'd be our, our, our last victory. You know, the problem with juice boxes and the baseball diamond is you got those damn straws laying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just little tiny pointy straws. And Litter- the plastic wrappers. Littering the, all the plastic wrappers. Don't get me started on those. Okay, we won't. So let's get started on the movie. It all starts taking place on June 19th, 1987. The Earth is passing through the, the extraordinarily diffuse tail of the of a rogue comet. Oh, shit. And this is also oh, kind of timely nice. because Halley's Comet was like a big thing at this point. I believe it was 86-ish time that that was the thing. And it's going to be, what, another 100 years before it shows up again. So we'll all be dead by that time. I'll definitely. Hopefully. Um, So, but anyway, that was a big deal at the time. Uh, You know, especially as a school kid, you learn all about this stupid shit. I don't remember any of it, but I remember learning at the time. Uh, So anyway. In college? No, I was not in college, you son of a bitch. Anyway, Earth would remain in this this tale for eight days, five hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. The scientists had this freaking thing down. So they knew exactly how long it would take, but they did not know what this comet was going to be able to do. And I guess if you really think about it, it doesn't make sense why the comet could do this, but who gives a shit? It's a movie. Yeah, who cares? It's uh, set in, in North Carolina, and we start off in Wilmington, North Carolina, and uh, there's a bank, Chad Cruz, that's delivering some not-so-friendly messages to its patrons, and we get a, a special cameo as well. Yeah, it might be Ric Flair country, but Stephen King does a little cameo here at the ATM, and I and I believe as he's trying to uh, to extract some some cash from the ATM, it calls him an asshole. If I'm not, from, it, it I'm not sure mistaken. does. And then like the little ticker thing on the front of the building is like "fuck you" to everybody. It's Iron Chic ATM. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it just didn't it's say break your back and make yeah. you humble, right. <laughs> or it say you have a grasshopper dick or something. Yes, uh, that's a great line. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> So then we hit the music hits, Chad, and we get some opening credits. Uh, and what what a fantastic uh, soundtrack on this one! Holy shit! Yeah, it's a, the soundtrack. Um, oh, where to begin? It's it's just a, a list of fantastic songs from ACDC. You know, it's the it's the first band that I ever saw in concert. Actually, uh, I saw them during the the Stiff Upper Lip tour. Uh, I believe it was ninety eight is when I saw them. And I remember it vividly because I, the people next to me were smoking marijuana. Yeah, and, they uh, were. I think I was 15 at the time, and it mm. was the wildest night of my 15 year Contact life. Buzz City. Oh, yeah. I was eating pretzels and shit like crazy. You couldn't couldn't stop me. But, uh, yeah, it was a great night for me back then. And, and, and this movie just opens up on a hot note because we get – People could get called assholes and tell them to go fuck themselves. And then you've got ACDC blaring in the background and you're just, you're just waiting. Cause you know, that, that opening uh, text that runs across the screen about the comet. And, you know, if you've seen the trailer, you already know that there's going to be some vehicular mayhem in this one, but it's, 
things like it's not slow long, you know, you know, Ryan right. brought up the, uh, the soda machine earlier and yeah, it, it, it doesn't take long for that to, for the shit to hit the fan. Yeah. So if you came into this movie completely unaware of what it was about, somebody just dragged you there to see it and you didn't know what it was about. They get to it real quick because we get this whole drawbridge scene to yeah. just show us the, the chaos that's about to take place because the bridge goes up, but the light remains green. The crossbars don't go down. So the cars just keep going and we get pandemonium. We get watermelons flying like it's a damn Gallagher concert. It's really, uh, there's a nice reference for everybody. <laughs> so that, I love Gallagher. I know you'd, you would, that seems like your type right of down his alley your and, and black Gallagher. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, all You're not familiar with that? Chappelle show? It? Come on. All right. Like Blackula? Is that like Blackula? Black Gallagher. He ain't no bitch. From the Chappelle show, right? Yeah, for Chappelle show. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Well, this is pop culture reference, you know. That's a little bit more, I guess. Of the, current. Of the Dave Chappelle. People uh, have heard of Dave Chappelle. I don't know thanks. if actual people have heard of the the, the actual Gallagher. The actual Gallagher. <laughs> I know my uncle was a big Gallagher. Like anytime we'd go over there, he'd either have freaking Star Trek on or the Gallagher yeah. concert. That's Gallagher. Like two, two things Quite he the range. <laughs> two things he seemed to watch at all times. Wait till we get, wait till I start dropping uh, Roy D. Mercer references. Then, <laughs> okay. then the real fans are coming out. Wait till you, I start making Bill Mercer references. How about that? Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> How about Ron Mercer? Oh, uh, anyone? How, any any other Mercers we we know? No. Ryan Campbell, you I, had something to say. You got a Mercer, Ryan? I, I figure, give me a few seconds on IMDb. I'm sure I can. Oh, jeez, no cheat! Shit. You cheat! You know what? I always say it. If you're going to watch a horror movie and and uh, prepubescent children don't die in the first five minutes, then are you really <laughs> watching a horror movie? <laughs> Because Maximum Overdrive takes it beyond that scope, and it, it goes ran, and one of the worst ways too ran over by a steamroller. That's, it's not that's good. A hell of a way to go. Yeah, yeah. You guys uh, just you want the, you want to get to this baseball scene, don't you? Desperately. Yeah, we're jumping way ahead, dude. We're like twenty minutes into this thing, so we got to get going. <laughs> so we got to go to the. Let's go. You know, the main place where everything happens after our opening drawbridge scene, which kind of sets the tone and the mood of the chaos that's about to happen. It's the Dixie boy truck stop. This is the main location for the rest of the movie. Um, and we see the happy toys truck and what a truck it is with the freaking green goblin on the front of it. So that's confusing cool. to me growing up as a kid as to why the green goblin was on the front of this truck and what that meant. And is this somehow related to Spider-Man? Like I, as a kid, I, could not make the connection that they really there really was no connection. And could you imagine? To be related. Can you imagine how much it, that would cost now? Oh, absolutely. Even the AC between the ACDC music and the Green Grop, Green Goblin alone, they would have burned through the budget that they probably would have had nowadays on those two things alone. But I mean, this Sorry. movie's got Green Goblin. Canon's buying the rights to all kinds of Marvel movies. It was a crazy time in the eighties, and Marvel was very not expensive at the time, obviously. So they're hoarding their, their licensings out there. Then they eventually did it to uh, Universal Studios and that bit of many ass. It's still biting them in the ass today. We uh so yeah we get the Frankie Faison is the driver of the Happy Toys truck. Well and it still needs a driver. Um, what do you need, remember him most from? Your rent stew motherfucker. Yes sir. Thank you. 
Thank you. I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, shit, that's the guy from uh, Coming to America. Yeah, yeah, the landlord. Um, yeah, don't pull that fo- falling down the stairs shit on me, Stu. <laughs> God, what a perfect! That's a perfect film, you know. It that. really is. It really it's is. Yeah. I, I don't. You're not going to get an argument out of me. I watched that thing. Not, that thing used to be on the HBO rotation. Mm-hmm. It seemed like every Monday, I'd watch Raw as War. I might flip over to see a little of the Nitro replay, but if that wasn't interesting to me, I'd go to one of the freaking 900 HBO channels and I'd find Coming to America and I'd sit there and watch it every it's damn a, week. It felt like it's a comfort movie, you know. It really mm-hmm. is because it's so good and. Uh, you start to wonder how the hell did Eddie Murphy just disappear for 15 years? Yeah. Well, he'll be back with Beverly Hills cop. That's true. Four. Yes, sir. All right. This is going to be a four hour podcast. Just so everybody <laughs> I hope knows. Not. I'm going to have to pause to get a refill at some point and probably poop. All right. Yeah. So we also, so we meet Wanda, the waitress. She's having trouble with the radio. Then we meet our star. Billy. Robinson, not the, the famous wrestler, but Emilio Estevez plays him. He's a, he's, a, he's a short order cook at the truck stop diner. We also find out he's on parole, Chad Cruz. So he's kind of, his boss kind of has him by the balls. He does. It's very 80s. You know, Emilio Estevez is in this and he's like a, like a edgy, yeah, like oh, handsome yeah. guy. You're like, really? Oh, yeah. him? You, know, cause, you know, he's not like he's an ugly dude, but he's like five foot four. Um, <laughs> yes. But back then you can get away with that. You know, now we look at, you know, we watch uh, action movies and you have these like six foot six dudes playing but action. Tom Cruise heroes. is like five, that height, isn't he? He is, but he's but they he was grandfathered in. To make it not seem that way. He's been they grandfathered still... in from the 80s though, right? Right. They, <laughs> shoot, making... they shoot like Hobbit movies to make him seem like he's taller than, right. uh, than yeah. um, oh, Superman, uh, Henry, he Car- was... Henry Carville. He was doing uh, Top Gun when this came out, probably. So yep. he's been an action star since then. And, you know, we've got Pat Hingle as Mr. Hendershot, who's, uh, I believe his first name is Bubba, if I'm not mistaken. And and he calls everybody Bubba. Which like, is he was confusing calling a bit. Everybody Bubba, like, like it was his version of Oose. Oose, yeah. I, you know, hey, that, that does make sense. I, I've never called anybody Oose before, but. Uh, oh, I call uh, everybody Oose. Did he have an honorary Oose? <laughs> yeah. I said, what's up, Oose? But he's the perfect kind of asshole in this role. Because he really is. Very that, different than his Commissioner Gordon role. Oh, my God. Extremely different. And, you know, it's perfect because uh, he's so easily hateable in this in this movie. And you're just, you know, you know he's going to die at some point. So it's like, how bad is his death going to be? So if Emilio's character is on parole, does that mean right after this movie, when this whole thing blows up and doesn't work out, they decide to then put his uh, his. um community service coaching a youth hockey team. I think first he has to be a garbage man and, and gotcha. then yes. at work. And then he goes and does the uh, hockey then, thing. Then he goes to like a basketball game or something and gets lost. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not judgment, judgment night. Oh, boxing, yeah. It's boxing. Yeah. It was a boxing match. And Sorry, yeah, we covered know. that on the uh, Bulletproof podcast. So check the that archives. Was, that was a very early episode. Long time ago. I think so RTG joined us. Is this one of the first movies that kind of do the truck stop entire movie takes place while the rest of the world is burning kind of trope? Or is uh, that... Uh, what are what are the other movies like that? Uh, for whatever reason, Legion immediately comes to my mind. But there's been a few others that have been like zombies or, you know, some sort of uh, apocalyptic thing. But we see it through the lens of like a small 
maybe not always a diner or a truck stop, but like a small location. And we don't really yeah, ever yeah. get to see too much of now. This movie obviously shows us a lot of the other areas in the town, but yes, yeah, like the baseball diamond. Exactly. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty common staple of, uh, of horror films to do the single location. You think about uh, George Romero's night of the living dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's mostly takes place in that one, you know, essentially a farmhouse. Um, but the right. survival and escape kind of collection of collection of people all put together by circumstance kind of thing. Yeah. With, with very diverse backgrounds and, and kind of motives and such, like it just fits really well for, I think this, the genre and for this movie specifically, because you got basically a group of people, you've got this asshole boss, you've got Billy Robinson, who's a parolee, you've got, uh, you know, the, the, the setting being a truck stop full of machines. You've got an arcade room, you get a cigarette machine, um, you've got fucking uh, a crazy boss who probably has all kinds of illegal shit, which we find out later he does. And you've got a bunch of truckers who are guaranteed to die at some point. Yeah, a lot of just prelim people that could easily take it out. We got Giancarlo Esposito as the guy in the arcade. Oh, I was like, that? he looks so familiar. And I'm like, who that? And I'm like, oh, oh no. Yeah, now that I see that. Yes, that. that's why I recognize him. So an early role for, for Mr. Esposito. That felt like maybe the cheapest kill in the movie to me. The arcade. Yeah. Because all the other ones, like the whatever that machine is, whether it's the, you know, the deli cutter or the, of course, the pop machine or whatever yeah, it is, it, it like, kind of uses itself to make the kill. Or the arcade machine just <laughs> immediately starts emitting lightning or something. It's, yeah, hypnotizes them or something. I get yeah. that one. That one kind of, that, that works yeah. for me. Like, it almost seems like it should just stuck with that and cause them to have some sort of, like, like seizure and, like... Right. I think you know. in today's world it would. And, you know, right. we should, while we're talking about Mr. Esposito, he actually was there when our friend Jonathan London proposed to his wife-to-be, and Jonathan is getting married as this uh, podcast drops, too. So how about con- that? Good congratulations to Mr. London and his bride-to-be, Heidi. Uh, it would be a beautiful ceremony, I'm sure. Connections yeah. all over the place. I won't be there, but I'm sure it will be a beautiful ceremony. You know, I forgot to RSVP, but, you know, we... we Getting back to the movie, <laughs> we we didn't meet uh, a couple gas station attendants. Uh, Joey, who's uh, Hendershot's son, and yep. his fat ass, as I call him. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, Duncan. Don't, who, don't forget Duncan, Duke, not man at arms, Duncan. Though. Not man at arms, Duncan, but Duncan, who is also Deke's dad, and he's very he, proud of Deke, who's a great, quite the baseball player. Deke's a good boy, you know. He's a good he kid, is. and uh, and we we witnessed very early that Deke uh, Duncan gets his. His eyes just fucking facialized by this diesel pump. Yeah. It's like arrogance in the eyes of Jake the Snake, and he's fucked. Indeed. And, you know, I, at this point, I really started to appreciate the casting. You know, these guys, they looked like they could actually be at a truck stop and not just like if this movie were made in 2022, it would yeah. be a bunch of like 24 year old models. And I would, yeah. I would just want to punch them all in the face. Yeah, you'd hate every one of them. Instead, they wouldn't even we be get greasy or anything like that. Yeah, they would like, oh, how do you work this pump before I pretend to be a, a guy who? What do I do with this? Do I put it in a car? Uh, it's not. Easy. It would just, it would just be a bunch of plugins. They wouldn't even have. Yeah, ugh, I just want to puke all over this place. <laughs> but, but yeah, Joey looks like shit, and most of these guys look like hell, and yeah. they appear to be people who would actually be at a truck stop. So. Fair play to them. Bravo. So yeah, Casting we, department. We, or, we, or lack of budget, one of the two. You yeah. gotta love 1986. 
Wanda has her accident with the electric knife. Billy smashes it with a hammer. Uh, Giancarlo gets hypnotized and then electrocuted. Can we get uh, to the fucking baseball And here we go. We are going <laughs> to see Deke win yes. the baseball game for his team. And that's when the coach goes to buy the team sodas. And the vending machine goes rogue and starts launching these soda cans. And let me tell you what. Deke is my absolute favorite character in the movie. Smart as a whip. Very good kid, as you said, Chad Cruz. And, like, he just, he's got this shit figured out where these morons are just, you know, the other kid, like, trying to ride away on his bike, stumbles, and gets steamrolled. So, fuck that kid. But there's Deke. He puts on the catcher's mask, and he's trying to check on his poor coach. Yeah, I mean, he's checking on his poor coach. He's army crawling up to this coach before he sees this gigantic, you know, pop can sized hole in this dude's head. Um, yeah. And then he gets on that bike and he he rides the hell out of that thing. And and what's great about Deke is, you know, you said he's smart as a whip. He he not only is just like in a hurry to get out, but he's evading these things. Yeah. He he hears the ice cream truck and instead of running to it like some idiot. He he dips off in a bush or like whatever. Joey would have definitely went for that ice cream. Truck. Joey would would have been killed eating the ice cream. Like he would have like been stabbed with the popsicle stick or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, he's a good kid, and we, I mean, it took us thirty one minutes to get to this scene, but I feel like uh, it, we probably should have gotten here sooner. Brain, just saying. The, yeah, the that's, beauty of it that's for fun. me <laughs> is the sound the coach makes. It's almost like comedic, like you're laughing. He's like, oh. And the yeah. kids are laughing, you're laughing, and then all of a sudden it like gets real really quick. <laughs> yeah, you see his wound, you're like, oh god. And then all yeah. of a sudden it just starts launching him at really like sign, uh, you know, ways that no machine could launch them at that angle. <laughs> right. They're coming out at like you know ninety degrees from the slot of the vending machine at like this huge angle. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. It has sense. to drop down and somehow shoot forward. It's- brain, brain. Is that just like a air pressure buildup? What it? How do those things fire out like that? What do you think? What am I, a vending machine person? <laughs> You're the brain, dude. You should know this shit. Yeah, it's, a vending machine. It's a contraption. All right. So then we okay. get to yeah. You're complaining about us being at thirty some minutes, and now you want to know about the inner workings <laughs> of a goddamn vending machine. Important stuff only. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Why don't you invest in a vending machine? It's I've been money. talking about it for years. You know, I, uh, I, yeah. I and then I you'll know to- all about it. You could do a YouTube video on our channel. I had TikTok. They're always telling me that's a great, great way to create passive income. Indeed, as it if is. The machine just fills itself. I don't know how that happens, but well, you know, I, I I had an opportunity to buy one that was like a a, a duo, a, a dual uh, soda and snack machine. It had like the double door on it. Oh, that's the total package, right there. I know, and I I passed it up. You know, I was stupid back then. And still now. All right, so you know, now we're going to meet Brett the Hitchhiker, played by Laura Harrington. Uh, and she's traveling hey. with a perverted Bible salesman. Um, and there's, you know, he's getting a little handsy. That, that um, porno download just finished. Okay. And uh, <laughs> they end up at the truck stop after there's a news report that's like, hey, if you're on a major highway, you may want to get off that major highway because shit's going down trucks are doing things and i don't know you're gonna die uh, so they go to this truck stop they have a kerfuffle kerfuffle is the huh? word i was looking for outside donny brook not a donny brook uh it doesn't get too physical um but yeah they you know the salesman's like hey i what is what's the issue i picked your ass up 
blah, 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 you owe me. And uh, he almost gets run down, Chad Cruz, by the yeah. Happy Toys truck. Yeah, he does. I mean, he, are you, is he right? Or what do you think? I don't think. No, he's not right, Chad. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, he almost gets run over. But, you know, this guy's a great A piece of crap. And, and you know, he's he's probably now he's above uh, old Bubba on the list of guys that you want to see die. <laughs> he's no little uh, league baseball coach. No, which was a shame because that, he's just buying sodas for the kids. Like he, you know, right, they had a good game. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's a prequel coming out where he's like, we find out he's a pedophile. Oh, oh Jesus. I Why knew is it. This thing you is getting what? dark. There was something in the way that he yelled. I just knew it. You know, and you talked about sodas. Remember when uh, we had Paul London on the show and we talked about how uh, sodas were not good. Uh, after you've done a workout yeah, or, or done some physical activity, such as uh, playing a baseball game. But there yeah, they when are you're a again. kid though, you're impenetrable to any of that stuff. Like, you know, yeah, that's true. That is true. They could all know, done like two lines of Coke after that and it would have been perfectly fine. Well, and when you're a kid, you know, you're drinking, you're drinking, you know, pop as we call it after, after yeah. every event. And you know, now as a grown man, I'm drinking an ice cold Pearl. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Chad Cruz probably woke up at 8 a.m. the next morning after getting baked at that ACDC show and just went right about his day like nothing even happened. He was just, just invincible. Right. Just right back, to, right back to 10th grade, man. Let's no do difference. this thing. Eating right, cinnamon got... toast crunch out of the box. Oh, yeah. That's the life. Uh, two more characters to introduce, and then we're pretty much done. Uh, we get Connie and Curtis, the newlyweds, uh, and they need gas. And Connie needs to shit. And <laughs> I we, kind of, feeling. we kind of find out that her new husband, Curtis, may have some kind of human waste fetish because he wants yeah. to come watch her. And it this topic comes up more with Curtis as this movie goes on. And uh, Stephen King was on one when he made this movie. He was. <laughs> it's a very, yeah, it's a very odd, like, it's a strange line to, to, to put in right there, you know? Yeah. He's like, I got to use the bathroom. And he's like, can I come watch? Like, oh, almost as like, it's supposed to be like a sexy, intimate moment, but it's like, yeah, it is. no, you pervert. I'm yeah, it's disgusting. Exactly. And it's in like a gas station. So, you know, it's right. going to be gross. It's a horrible. Yeah. You, you, you have, almost have to hover. Do you, do I they mean, hover? If, I mean, if that was your thing, if that was your thing, you're already pretty gross. I would assume a gross, uh, truck stop bathroom would probably just make the the whole process even better yeah well this is even this is just a gas station bathroom she was going to go to which is probably even worse because you know you just get that key and you go in there and yeah they're not checking like there's no ventilation the truck stop there's a little yeah the truck stop there's more traffic going on so there's probably more well actually no the one there wasn't that great either but i Besides the point, I'm, I'm would, thinking about like the Flying J or something. Those, those are nice bathrooms. I would be willing to bet that the the amount of audience we had that has a bathroom fetish yeah. is about the same as who normally read my posts. So <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody here. If you're into people or, peeing. Or our Andor audience. Or Andor. Uh, uh. I, don't, I don't want to offend anybody. If you're into pee pee and poo poo, then that's your thing. You're welcome uh, here at Full Perfection. All, if, if you're into that kind of thing. I got a Patreon. I'll, I got a Sheets down the road. I got you. What does that? <laughs> okay. I'm being... Only okay. fans. Only oh. fans of me shitting. Okay. Gotcha. 
Uh, so they get to the gas station. They find a very dead gas station attendant. Um, Curtis sees the clock is running backwards. So it's like, okay, what the hell's going on? Then there's this killer tow truck. Uh, and now we kind of figure out how the gas station attendant died. And Curtis almost ends up right there dead next to him, Chad. He does. He, he pulls some good moves there. A little juke move on the truck. Uh, Connie's just screaming in the background. Yeah. And that's the, uh, Lisa Simpson, right? Lisa Simpson herself. Lisa Lisa Simpson. She's the most annoying character in this movie, but it's like, it's like a annoying, but you're like, you kind of like her, you know? Right. She's nice. I mean, she's a freaking newlywed and this is how she's got, has to spend her wedding night. Right. There's a point where she's like, don't make me a widow on my wedding day. And you're like, okay, I, I get it. This is a shitty situation. Right. Uh, Literally. Pun intended. Yeah. Yep. There you uh, go. But yeah, but they they're trying to run away from these trucks now, trying to kill them. There's another one. It just <laughs> just finished. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Connie jumps behind the wheel of the car and is just an abysmal driver. Yeah, she she's not good, and plus she's in a panic mode, so that's only gonna make things even worse. So back at the truck stop, Billy goes to check on this uh, Happy Toys truck because how? Nope, you know, Handy wasn't driving the damn thing. The thing just started driving. Um, and we find out that old hitchhiker Bill or Brett likes her some Billy Ryan Campbell. There's there's a little romance about to start here. That's right. You got There's got to be a romance. I mean, you know, with all this pent up uh, aggression and all this, you know, end of the world and we're about to die. You have to have a nice romance against that backdrop. You have to. Yeah. For this, that's Brett and Billy. There's a, you know, it's a, it's a line that I really appreciate. She says, you're cute. And he he kind of starts laughing, laughing. Am I? And she's like, well, you're not that cute. Yeah. Chad, you've heard that line before. He said, well, maybe I'll grow on you. Yeah. You know, I I had someone the other day tell me, uh, you've got really good hair. Yeah. And I said, really good hair from someone who has no hair. And you know what I said to him? I said, yeah, the way the the sunlight hits all the white in it, it really shines. And, and I felt like that was a very Billy thing to say. It really was. You really channeled your inner Billy there. Thank you. Billy Robinson, if you will. Yeah. Sounds like a preacher. Is that a preacher? No, it was a wrestler. Oh. Uh, from England. Uh, radio report. Machines are going homicidal rampage all over the world. And uh, Deke sees some of this carnage firsthand. He sees lawnmowers and then he sees the ice cream truck, as you mentioned. And But Deke is smart enough to get the hell out of there and just keep on moving. Uh, back at the truck Not stop. my table. Yeah, yeah, back at the truck stop. Speaking of Deke, Duncan's like, I got to go find my boy. This This world is going crazy. I need my boy here. Um, but he can't see Chad, and that's going to be a problem for him uh, because instead of getting to Deke, he is run over and murdered gruesomely. Do we lose Chad Cruz? No, Maybe. sorry. I got distracted by something. I, yeah. I thought, he, I thought you pooped yourself. No, I heard a loud noise in my house. I don't know what it was. Uh, but it's yeah, probably my just wife, Michael Myers. Well, I was gonna say, my wife probably fell off a ladder or something. She's probably yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Duncan, you know, it would have been nice if one of these guys had like said, Hey, I'll drive you. Right. Uh, because he's totally blind at this point. Yeah. It's every man for himself. It is to a certain degree. Yeah. And you got Bubba there. Like if you leave, you, you, you know, you're not coming back. Well, it, that was a moot point. It's about t- two seconds later. 
so inside the truck stop, we see the Bible salesman giving a, his sales pitch, um, you know, and doing it as you would think. He's hyping up the, the Bibles he's trying to get rid of. And then his car is trashed and he storms outside and saying words that are not in the Bible, as far as I could recall. Yeah, I mean, we got to think if the, if it's the end of the world, that's definitely creating a sense of urgency. And that's what salesmen like to do is create a sense of urgency. But um, they sure do. Yes. And and like many uh, people that I guess would sell Bibles today, even uh, not necessarily living the ideals of what they're preaching. <laughs> bit, bit hypocritical uh, is what we're saying here. And, Although and he, he's like running outside and he's like, shut up, bitch. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and it was pretty funny. So it is, it, it's, it, he's there for the comic relief and yes. it, it is seemingly killed by the happy toys truck. That's uh two for the happy toys truck, zero for the humans. There's a nice cadence of, you know, someone that we like getting killed followed by someone that we hate getting killed followed right. by, there's a nice back and forth of like, Oh no. Oh yes. About when people get killed. Excellent observation. Um, now the truck starts circling the Dixie boy truck stop and it kind of just showing their dominance, Chad, like they're in control yeah. of the situation. They, they've got these people pinned in there and they're the, they're the, the Kings of the road, if you will. I mean, this is a lot more doable back in 1986 because diesel is only a dollar eight. Right. I mean, now it's like $14 to, yeah. to put a gallon of, of, of diesel in your truck. And um, they'd last about 40 minutes, I think. The meteor would just be like, not today. Have you seen them gas prices? Like, oh. That, that. Yeah, you, you would think the meteor, since it has the ability to make these things run, like it should just run on meteor magic. Perpetual cosmic energy. Meteor magic. That's so <laughs> cute. What an adorable idea. <laughs> uh, Elon, I, Musk, did Elon Musk tell you that? He did. I had a nice <laughs> conference call with him just before oh this. God. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Twitter on the on on his Mars mission. We're gonna, asking about Twitter. We're gonna buy Twitter together. Tell um, him to get that. Let me tell Tesla you, Tesla stock back up. I'm getting uh, sick and tired. I'm gonna of get him to make Scott Atkins retweet one of our tweets. That's the main thing I called him for. If anybody um, could, it's can he help you get your poster signed? <laughs> no, that's a lost cause. Uh, so yeah, we've got our newlyweds. They uh. They they're almost they almost run into a truck on their way. Curtis is now at this point taking over the wheel, fortunately, because they probably would have been dead with old Connie behind the wheel. Um, and he mentions that he possibly loaded his pants. Hmm. Uh, so again, there's our next our next uh, poop reference from Curtis. But she didn't like go ooh like no she did not. She's not into it. He yeah, was like, sure. he smiled a little bit and like wiggled his ass on the seat. So like he sh- said it as if like, like, does that do it for you? Yeah. He liked, like, no. he liked, he liked sitting in it. And yeah. uh, so, so after that, this truck tries to run him off the road. They spot a sign for the Dixie boy truck stop. And they're like, ha ha, that's where we'll go. And we'll call the police. Yeah. Fat the epicenter of the apocalypse, the Dixie boy truck stop. So they get there, but now they see these freaking trucks circling it. And uh, but I'll give him credit. Curtis has got some balls, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get through that gap." And he almost does, Chad. He it's very almost close. does. But uh, the truck clips him, flips him, and uh, Billy and Brett go running out there to help. And here's what you're kind of like: it's not every man for himself for all these people. Like, I'm surprised uh, Brett didn't offer to drive Duncan. Right. She yeah. seems like she, you know, she's very 
uh, heroic in her actions. Well, the story needed her to stay at the truck stop, essentially, is what happened. That's true. But, you know, we, yeah, Billy and Brett run out. The, the, tr- the car gets flipped. Uh, Connie's screaming all to hell. Yeah. Ah, Curtis, what are you doing? Like, and then Billy and Brett run out to help. And they pull him out of the car just before the truck's running it down. And uh, now you've got two more mouths to feed inside the old Dixie boy. But, you know, we do know that, uh, you know, this is a, a new event happening and, and it, ha- it has to have something to do with the meteor. Right. So we know that it's going to be eight days long. So it's just a matter of can they stay safe inside for eight days? And how many rockets do they have? In the old rocket? <laughs> yeah, we find out that Bubba Hendershot has rocket launchers. Because why wouldn't you have a rocket launcher? Well, to, let's let's be let's let's be honest about it. That you can't reload that launcher. That's that's not a reloadable oh, launcher. Geez. I mean, here we. I go. hate to be the guy that does this. But no, tell me about it. No, we, no, we, no, we, no, have, no. we have expert insight here. It's a single shot firing weapon. The mechanism isn't built to reload a rocket. I know that they are carrying rockets around in their back pockets and shit, but those are clearly not for that for that weapon system. Now, now if you want to say he's got a whole, uh, uh, you know, wooden cargo or box full of those things. Yeah. I'm all for it, but let's, uh, and I think why, he would, did. They, why would they design a rocket launcher to only fire once and then be just done? Well, well, Ryan, let me just tell you a little bit about the, <laughs> the, uh, light infantry and, and the rocket launcher in death wish three. Could it be reloaded <laughs> as a light infantryman for, for several years? Uh, Oftentimes you were walking in and out of the, uh, the, uh, area that you'd be working in, um, you'd be carrying everything on your back. So many times you'd be carrying in hundreds of rounds. You'd be carrying in, uh, any type of explosives. You'd be carrying uh, an AT4, a rocket launcher, if you will. Um, so if you're going to use those things, I'm not going to be carrying extra ammunition for them. So it's a one shot, one time use. So. I'm going to carry that thing in. I'm going to fire it one time. And I'm going to drop it on the ground and leave it. You better um, make a count. You got to make a count. Right. But, uh, but they're also, you know, they, they have very specific uses usages too, because you know, how often did I fire one in training like twice? Mm. So uh, I've never used one in actual, uh, in actual combat. I'm sorry to say, but I suppose uh, if you were going to use it to like blow up a bridge as well, you probably only need one. Uh, you know, potentially, you know, where are you going to shoot it? What were we aiming for? Let's talk about blowing up bridges here, Ryan. Oh, no. <laughs> a structural uh, area, a, a, a load bearing. That's ex- exactly. We're going yes. load bearing hundred percent. Yeah. We're I think that one gravity shot, do the rest of the work. One That's shot right. is going to take those bad boys out, but you know, they're also not the most accurate uh, weapons. And, and if you want a reloadable rocket launcher, you know, the RPG, um, they can reload that bad boy, which is another reason. That's, that what, that's what they had in Death Wish 3, I believe. Yeah, that's another reason the RPG and the AK-47 weapon systems like that that are multi-use and, and you can throw them in a big pile of mud and pick them up and fire them for the next 20 years. That's why they've been in use all over the world. Whereas, you know, in, in the good old United States of America, you know, the <clears throat> military industrial complex, we've got these weapon systems Tell that are just, it. they're just, you know, we... Antiquated. I don't want to say I don't want to say lowest bidder, but we've got these these companies that are creating these uh, devices that we're using that just aren't the best systems for war. They're just not like Grove Industries and Remo Williams. That guy was just making crap, 
and uh, getting paid for it. You know what is a good weapon? Stark Industries. A semi truck. <laughs> you know, I want to just say one thing because, again, this is going to be a four hour pro- podcast. Uh, Chad had more issue with this rocket launcher than he did when we did the G.I. Joe movie and Chuckles grabbed a missile and just threw it by hand. I've done that. Okay. All right. So uh, after the rocket launcher, Brett hits the line about, she says maximum overdrive. So I rang my bell. Ding, and, ding. Um, and, then, <laughs> and, you know, that's, she has many of these like heart to hearts with, yeah. with Billy as we go on. We're, built, um, we're investing in our characters. Indeed. Um, so then Billy goes to the men's room where Joey's taking a shit and reading a porno mag. Nice. And uh, ask about this arsenal that uh, old Bubba's got stashed away. Uh, meanwhile, Deke, my boy Deke, he makes it across. He's across the road from the truck stop, and he's like, "Well, I'm not gonna freaking go across the actual road." And then there's those freaking trucks there. Maybe I can use a storm drain, but the first one he finds cannot get the uh, the mesh, the, the fence part off of it. So we don't know what's gonna go on with him. But this kid's smart. He's a he's a bright kid. You know, I'm a little surprised they didn't pull out like a multi tool. <laughs> like I that appreciate that in the movie me. though as well. You yes. see these movies where all these like manhole covers and ducks are just easily accept- uh, accessible. <laughs> right. That's not accurate. Yeah, one person. Right, one person. Off. One person could pick up a manhole cover in movies. That's not happening without any yeah. tool. No. No. I've picked up a couple manhole covers in my day, Brain. And, uh, okay. I got to tell you, I've always used a tool. Yeah, I bet you have. You, you use your tool to get manholes. I understand what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> so now, <laughs> with nothing else to do, speaking of <laughs> holes, Billy and Brett bang. Hell yeah. Because what, what else are they going to do? Uh, I mean, it's a good... A good sweaty thrusting too, because you can tell. Ooh, yeah, they're finished greasy and too. It's, they're, you know, you, you know, in those glistening. kitchens where it's just yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, I, I fried up some burgers the other night, and my entire house was all caked in grease. It felt like so. I can't imagine what that place is like. Yeah. Well, he and he's licking her sweat. Oh yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten to that point in a relationship. Well, there and, you go. And well, she's that's been, right before you really get into like the poop stuff. That's, that's <laughs> she, she's into hitchhiking with people and he's yeah. licking her sweat up. Like it's yeah. a, a fucking icing on a, a cinnamon roll. It's just again with the cinnamon. I think you have a cinnamon fetish. All right. Did I say so, cinnamon earlier. You talked about cinnamon toast crunch out the box. All oh, right. I do love cinnamon by the way. There you go. Um, how much do you tip her when she dances for you? You're learning, <laughs> about, you're learning about yourself. To I tip her well. Podcast. <laughs> So Brett, Brett again, she hits the maximum overdrive line and she's the one who's like, I think this is the comet's fault. So to your point, if we just stay alive, we'll be fine. And Billy has a dream of sailing to a place called Haven Mm. starring Edge, Adam Copeland. More Stephen King. Deep cut. Mm -hmm. Legend. (laughs) Bruno Sammartino. Pedro Morales. Edge. Edge. All right. Meanwhile, even, even I don't remember that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wanda, she's going crazy. Oh, and she's it, she's she's about had it. She is about had it, and she's going out there shouting, "We made you!" She should have said, "Who made who?" Indeed, uh, but she didn't. Um, and then 
if you did it today, you'd have to say it in Chinese. Do you know, am I right? Uh, Take that. Uh, uh, suddenly, suddenly, suddenly John Cena has joined us on the podcast. He's very sorry. <laughs> very sorry. Oh, God. You can't see him, but John Cena just joined us. All right. Uh, so she's pissed these trucks off by just mouthing off to him. So they cut the power somehow the way trucks can do it. I guess they told the main switch to shut off. Um, so wait a minute now. They hear something. It's the Bible salesman. He's alive in that ditch, Chad Cruz. We Thank saw him goodness. get bumped and he took a good bump into that ditch. He did. You assumed he was dead after you know, who gets hit by a truck. Yeah. But maybe, you know, the fact that he was somehow doing a quasi bit of the Lord's work uh, saved him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be the flawed beans. He uses flawed beans sometimes. And that's, yeah, or because he had a little bit of extra there. cushion on him. I don't know. The regenerative abilities of the human waste that was in that ditch. Oh, yeah. It, it Yeah. I mean, that. Brought uh, Jason Voorhees back to life, or made him back to a kid. In, he uh, did part and, eight, and uh, yeah, Jason goes to New York. Yeah. So what yeah, a terrible movie, by the way. I love it though. It's so absolutely. bad. Except when he punches the guy's head in the dumpster is the best part. Yeah, that's a good part. That'd be a great scene of the week. Perhaps. How can you say Jason goes to New York? He's in New York for like six minutes. It's. See, that's fine. It's fine. It's a dumb movie, but it's, I enjoy watching it. I liked when Hercules was in New York. Oh, you know I did, too. Which one's uh, the one where Judy Aronson's topless? That's my favorite one. <laughs> That's the final chapter. That is the best one. When we I'm were re-watch. setting up our drafts for the, for the Fantasy League, mm-hmm. I thought that it was going to be based on characters, like mm-hmm. for like sidekicks. We'd have to pick a sidekick in a movie. I like that. I had I had Pretzi on my short list. I don't. That wouldn't have gotten you many points. I mean, it would have gotten no. points with me. I well, this is before happy. I understood what the rules were. <laughs> Toy Man made the rules, and obviously he didn't understand them. But that's all right. Um, where am I on this? So these are Bill and Curtis are going to rescue the Bible salesman, who's definitely going through that's some uh, right. he, some serious had, shit, some if you will. And they have to go through some serious shit to get to him. They do indeed, because they use the old drain, the sewer, in the uh, shower area. I wonder how many they talk about like how many people peed in it in that thing, but yeah, you know these truckers are jacking off in that thing too. Oh yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, can't talk about it though. You can't. <laughs> Why not? Because then it just makes you think about it. You just got. You just got. Oh, life. you got to make it happen. Gotcha. So they make their way through there, and again, that's where again Curtis is really into uh, human waste. Um, mm-hmm. But Deke has now found a way. He found one of the storm drains he was able to get through. So he gets to the old Bible salesman first. And now the Bible salesman puts like a death grip on his leg. Um, Fortunately, Billy and Curtis at this point show up. They free Deke. But now the salesman is really dead this time, Chad. He he dead. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a, it was a hell of a uh, detour, I guess. You know, quite, quite a bit of, build up i guess for the curtis and and uh billy to go down there and across through this shit and um only for him to be dead but at least when they show up with deke everyone's like hey we're what who's this what is what's going on like everyone's kind of look like no bible salesman yeah that ain't no, the man deke. who touched me <laughs> that's deke 
Uh, and then, uh, yeah, old Bubba delivers the news about Duncan in a less than sympathetic way, which gets him slapped by Brett. Again, she's always out to do the right thing here. She is. I, I like her. She's nice. I bet you do. Not, probably not as much as Billy, but... Uh, she's a Southern, you know, a good Southern woman, I assume. Is this movie set in the South? I don't really know. Wilmington, North Carolina. What does yeah, that mean to you? Right. Just because it says North doesn't mean it's in the North, Ryan Campbell. I've, I forgot that you'd said the North Carolina. But River. she is, uh, she's hitching down to Florida. So we don't know where, she could be from New Jersey. We don't know She could have been. She could have been a Jersey girl. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, the next day, Deke wakes up Bill because there's some shit going on. Now there's a bulldozer that pushes Bubba's car right into the truck truck stop. So now, of course, this pisses off Bubba. He gets his old rocket launcher again. And uh, he gets... But now we get this M274 mule. It's a thing with a gun on it. A mobile machine gun, Chad Cruz. Yeah. Back to Chad again for the expertise. You know, I'm I'm, I'm starting to put into question some of the, the things that happened to this film now. <laughs> up until this point, it's been pretty pretty on the up and up. But yeah. we're talking right. about these machines coming to life. You got like uh, uh, little meat carvers coming mm-hmm. and cutting people in arcade machines, killing people in trucks. But yet other people are driving their car without problems and they're listening to the radio without problems. And then now we've got this truck that certainly doesn't control the machine gun that's attached no. to it. It's an, no. it's an accessory. Yeah. You're right. But now this machine gun is firing into this place and, it, and I'm just kind of lost, but I'm accepting it because the movie is what it is. It's ridiculous. Uh, and we did see a guy die by a pop can. So it's a, uh, I understand if you're on cocaine, it makes total sense. When you're on cocaine, a lot of things make sense. Yeah, and it's a good segue because it's something I've thought about is the movie doesn't give us a ton of lore. And and that, that's kind of the way, you know, to to both its detriment and its credit that movies back then were like, were like that. They didn't need it. Nowadays, everything has to have a reason why. Everything has to have a backstory or else it gets picked apart on Twitter and everyone says it's. It still you know, gets picked apart on Twitter, though. Yeah, it still will anyway. Uh, but they don't. You get your little line of text at the beginning, and that's pretty much it. We don't get any kind of explanation into why some why some machines come to life and why others don't, or you know right. what what selective process allows. Because obviously, if every vehicle in the entire world was running around on its own, it'd be one massive traffic jam for the most part. But uh, yep, we don't really get too much lore or reasoning. It's just this: they're in, the world's ending like this, and we're gonna watch it. So yeah, Bubba shot a bunch of the, like the no name preliminary people uh, are shot up. Wanda again loses her shit, and that's the last time she'll do that because she gets shot. Wait, um, can I, did, yeah. When they woke up Billy and everyone else yeah. got woken up, Wanda and Bubba come out of that room together. Did you notice mm. that? I think she was in there giving. But the she old, was up. She was upset that her man got killed. Getting the old one too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? So she's dead, Bubba's dead, uh, and now the trucks start communicating via Morse code. And again, the other people just standing around like a bunch of jackasses not knowing what to do. But there's our boy Deke. He got a merit badge in Morse code, so he knows exactly what they're saying. They want, basically they say, you fuel us up or we'll kill you. Which, you know, this all goes back to 
a character that we we mentioned earlier, but we didn't talk about him much, who's Duncan, you know? What a good dad Duncan ended up being. You know, what a good son Deke is. He's a smart boy, Eagle Scouts, and you know, baseball star. and Yeah. You know, I, it's just a shame that we, we no longer have Duncan. I bet he would have been a really useful character in this movie. He would have been. I hope that uh, Deke got a contract with the Major League Baseball after this movie. That's what I hope. But I I heard he's playing for the Cleveland Guardians. Okay, well, very good. They're doing all right. He's in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. That name is just just trash. Okay. I didn't didn't name him that. Uh, Bill (laughs) goes out to tell the Green Goblin. I got to take something up with you, Brain. The pumps are open. Brain, how dare you? (laughs) It wasn't my call, Chad. Could have been the Brainiacs. (laughs) They would have been the Brainiacs if it was my call. And... uh, (laughs) They, we probably could add like a weasel mascot. It would have been awesome. Ooh, that would have been perfect. Um, yeah, it would have been. Now that I think about it, I need to get enough people start clicking on not only the the uh, post but the ads because I need some that's money. What we really, I need that's some. What we really need you to. Click I need on. some money to buy a baseball team. I know the guy who's the head chef for the Cavaliers. Okay. So we got an in. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's perfect. Well, I know a guy who knows him. He, we're not close. My sister's friend works in the front office of the Cavaliers. Really? What's his name? It's a her. What's her name? Anna. What's your and sister's name? Lisa. <laughs> and uh, she was the one who had to cut the check for Jeff Jarrett when he held up Vince for the money at uh, No Mercy. How is that even possible? How about that? Isn't that something? She was working. That is something. Yeah. So what a smooth go. move by Jeff Jarrett, though. I love that. That's great. It was good. Jeff, good he's an old school. He's he's an old school guy. He good knows what him. he's doing. Uh, so we get the fueling montage to a little Hell's Bells. And uh, Billy now has a plan. And it's step one is blow up that mule. Not a government mule either. A machine yeah. gun mule. And then they're going to go through that very storm drain. The storm drain that they know works because old, once again, Deke. He's like, yeah, he's in a trail. I made it through. We can all make it through. Boom. So uh, after that, though, Chad, that truck stop, it's probably not going to be open for business once all this chaos uh, ends. No, they they destroy the shit out of it. You know, they blow up the mule. He drops a hand grenade in it and then spins the machine gun, which is an awesome scene. I love that, which it feels like there should have been a better way of doing that. But either way, it works. Um, um, they, they start blowing up the trucks and they all fucking diddy mouth. They get out of there. And as they're crawling through this tube, the trucks just start driving into the, into the, uh, truck stop. And you finally get the understanding of like, Oh, so they, they must've built this for the movie because they are destroying this thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe that they actually did. So, uh, it's a cool scene. You that, know? or it was a truck stop that was scheduled to be removed anyway. That is also possible. Very possible. So now the survivors are heading to the marina. They're going to go to the follow Bill's plan of sailing away to Haven. And uh, on the on the way, though, they take a little break and they're at uh, like a fast food restaurant parking lot. And the drive through apparently you can see and says is making this alert that humans are present. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know that there's like a sensor there that detects when a car is there, right? 
Well, yeah, but they were they were that close. Maybe that's what I've assumed, right? I guess so. But how many? It could have been could have been a freaking raccoon. <laughs> so like, raccoon it's almost here. like raccoon as here. opposed to all the individual items within the drive-through being sentient, like just the, the just the general drive-through is sentient. <laughs> it can access whatever it needs to. Yeah. Like, are they, or is they all, you know, communicating independently with one another to, to use the necessary and Plus tools? the speakers on those things, I don't think would be that good to warn anybody. But The meteor, right. guys. Meteor. Yeah, that's Meteor true. magic, was that what it was called? Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Deke, you don't want to hear any of this shit, so he fucks it up. Um, good for you, Deke. Get, get some chance. And then just to blow shit up, because at this point we just want to blow some more shit up, Curtis and Brett shoot up the ice cream truck. Uh, then we get to the marina parking lot, and Brad, who's kind of just been one of those background characters, sees a ring on a dead woman's finger, and he can't resist Chad. <laughs> yeah, that's a baller it's ring. Just, it's he, just a random scene, really, when you think and about it. It's it good been a too. while since we'd seen a human die. So. Right, and it's good, too, because there's these truckers that are at this truck stop, and a few of them get shot when the mule shows up for the first time and, and just unloads in there, and the, and the rest of them are just kind of like following along. They don't really add anything. They don't help in any way. Like Billy make Billy and Brett make all the decisions. Uh, they're just kind of there. So if you're going to have them there, you might as well just kill them in some way. So this guy finally shows his uh, true colors and he tries to steal this gigantic ring off this rich broad's finger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he gets run down. So perfect. Yeah. By the happy toys truck, which is track them down to this marina parking lot a load of joy a load of joy indeed and billy's got one more rocket and he's got it for the happy toys truck um and then it's sail away time we find out for no reason that a ufo was blown up by a russian satellite due to this nonsense so Mm -hmm. we could have also had an alien invasion so maybe this actually prevented an alien invasion um and then six days later as predicted uh, the comet is gone. Uh, they're out of it, and everything's back to normal. And the Dixie Boy survivors survived. And Yay. you know, we got a conversation earlier between uh, Billy and Brett, where I think Billy mentioned he thought that it was aliens. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was mentioned earlier that there could have been some sort of extraterrestrial That's thing true. going on. So, and that they were somehow like controlling these machines from up there or whatever, and then. Uh, who the hell? Who cares? Really? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> I mean, just cue, cue, cue the you shook me all night long and let's no roll doubt. those end credits. I mean, this guy literally has created a universe where like it exists on the back of a giant turtle. So let's. Yes. Yeah. So there we go. Final maximum overdrive thoughts. Brian Campbell. Uh, yeah, definitely one of those fun movies. I, I think it was a good comparison you made earlier to shopping, to chopping mall. Um, it is just kind of, you know, you, you don't think about it too much. You pop it on. It's a short watch. It's enjoyable. It's a it's a fun premise. And uh, yeah, it had, definitely has some um, memories with me th- from throughout my childhood. Chad Cruz. Yeah, same. You know, it's it's short enough to be good and and uh, crazy enough to be fun. You know, it's it, the death scenes are ridiculous and the characters are the ones you're supposed to like, you like them. The ones you're supposed to hate, you hate them. So it, it really is a, a, a good movie in that sense. And um, I don't see a whole lot of people out there begging Stephen King to, to direct more films. No. 
Um, which, you know, whatever it is, what it is, he's, he's rich enough as he is just for what he's doing. But, uh, his universe that he's created, like Ryan mentioned, you know, it's, it's insane how massive it is. And, and if you, if you go back and you look at all the things he's created, they all kind of connected at some point or another. And, and, uh, it would be really neat, you know, given what we have today with the MCU and all these other damn universes, like a Stephen King, uh, cinematic universe would be insane and be wild, but it would take definitely laid some seeds in the it movies. Like if they wanted to explore something like, well, they really took a big dump with the dark tower. So, um, they botched that pretty bad and I don't know. It would be cool. It'd be interesting to do, but I think that the way you do it is, is probably, uh, probably similar how the, you know, Iron Man started the Marvel universe and you just kind of do it piece by piece and then eventually connect them. But hell, what the hell I know. It's a fun movie. Yeah. What do you know? Did, uh, did Dark much. Tower come out after it or was it before? I think it was before. I thought it was before. <clears throat> I was going to say it was the start. <laughs> it was, I don't, I don't know. But uh, yeah, Dark Tower took a shit. Chad Cruz probably has to take one. So we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to wrap things up so he can go poop. And we are back here on the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain, Chad Cruz, Ryan Campbell. We are going to wrap things up for this episode. Of course, we always want to remind you to follow us on social media at Bulletproof Pod on Twitter and at Bulletproof Action on Facebook and Instagram. As we mentioned earlier, uh, still to come on bulletproofaction.com this month, we've got the Halloween's ends, Halloween Ends Review, Black Adam. I've got a 10 Things You Didn't Know About Dead Heat. I know you love Dead Heat, Chad Cruz. And I do. What I a- enjoyed re-watching that with the commentary, so that's coming up. What It's a, it's a crazy-ass movie. It's like mm-hmm. Maximum Overdrive, but with... Yeah, we, we could have easily done that one. We on should have. Stupid. Maybe, maybe next year. Some idiot planned this. It's on Tubi too, but next year when we want to do it, it won't be. For sure, won't be. You know, next year I I don't want to do it next year. <laughs> okay, we won't. <laughs> House let's of the do, Dragon. Next year, let's do trucks. <laughs> okay, no House of the Dragon coverage and or coverage that's going to continue with Ryan Campbell as well. Um, it's a lot lot to look forward to, and of course, as I mentioned, also Accident Man. You can check out my review. I just interviewed Sheldon Ledich for God's sake. That's very cool. So that interview is up on the site as well. And next time, Chad, you know what we're doing. We're going to continue the spooky theme. We are indeed, and we're we're going to be moving into some vampire action with our with a good friend that we <laughs> mentioned earlier, the Toy Man, Christy Petrillo. And we're 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 definitely going to be trying to convince him to 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 create some action figures for us in the future. But uh, seeing that it is Halloween season, I think it's time that we get into some, uh, some good blood suckers. There you go. Uh, Some bonus, some bonus action for you. Just for you here to not necessarily be an article, but if you are a Marvel and horror fan, check out the werewolf by night on Disney plus. I watched it. It's actually really good. Kind of like a nod to the old universal monsters movies. It's pretty good. Yep. I, I did hear some good things about that one. So there you go. Any other things you want to say before we go, Chad Cruz? Sink your teeth into it. Oh, perfect. Amazing. It's a real howler. Amazing marketing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No <laughs> one's listening. At, yeah, at this point, everyone's gone. So thank you, though. If you're still listening, thank you. 
if you left us before you're not hearing me say thank you, but uh, thank you anyway. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.